0: Hi folks, this is GOK episode 61, which means last episode was episode 59. No, 60. (laughs) I said it was 59. Matter of fact, I said we had 59 episodes twice in a row. So it shows you how on top of things I am. Um, Today in the GOK, we're going to be talking about um, why I quit podcasting. So that should be a very uh interesting topic for those of you who follow my life so to speak so anyway this episode is brought to you April 17th 2017 and this is the personal audio journal of me James Kennison uh let's start with some weekly updates um if you haven't noticed i'm going to try to blend in some of the other podcasts that i've done that are more personal nature um into the show so we're going to get started with some weekly updates um Okay, so my friend Dennis, some of you guys will remember from the Nobody's Listening days, this is the fella that had the um, metal false leg that I was kicking to show my friends that he had a fake leg, and then he turns to me after a good three minutes of me kicking it over and over and over, you know, ever so lightly though, and he says, "Um, you've got the wrong leg. (laughs) So the whole time I'd been kicking him in the real leg. So this is Dennis. Dennis uh, still lives in Kansas city and he and his son love reptiles and bugs. Pretty much everything I hate. And he posted a photo of him holding, I think a milk snake. It's a big, long, I mean, at least four foot long black snake. And apparently they're harmless, but there's no such thing in my book. All snakes need to be killed. And, um, it, so that's that's how I feel. They are the devil. They're horrible, scary. You shouldn't have them as pets. You should not name them. They should be stabbed and burned. Uh, so he's got this thing in his hand, and it is a picture on Facebook. And uh, so I show it to my son, and I'm talking about Dennis and all this. And he's like, no, no, let me see the photo. So he comes up, and he looks at it. He's like, ooh. And he says, gets this look on his face. He says, and this is your dentist? <laughs> so I was like, "No, his name's Dennis." His name is Dennis. Oh. So he's a little confused about why first of all I was friends with my dentist on Facebook. Secondly, why the dentist was, you know, messing with reptiles instead of molars. So, I thought that was funny. <laughs> is that your such a dentist? Such a why you know Why are you personally involved with your dentist? I don't know. I'm a little congested, so forgive me. I'm going to move away from the microphone to do this. All right. So since I told one on my son, I'm going to tell one on my daughter. She is, he's nine, okay, by the way. She's 12, and she should know better. So here's... (laughs) Here's what she's done. This is the second time that she's done it. We were talking about the, the muscle between, on the back of our leg, between our knee and our ankle, okay? You know what that muscle's called. It's the big, you know, it's a couple of them, actually, but we call them our calves, right? Calves, spelled the same, as far as I understand, and pronounced the same as baby cattle, okay? So, my daughter, I don't remember the sentence or the context or anything, but The other day was the second time that 12-year-old middle schooler going on three years old has said something, 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 my cows hurt or they're sore. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And she just casually says, my cows hurt. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And it took me a second to realize that the woman... (laughs) <laughs> didn't mean cows she meant calves but in her head she got it all confused turned around so yeah how, how's your calves and so out there in podcast land i'd like to ask you how your cows are doing today um, i said sweetheart it's calves they're named after baby cows apparently so um i hope your your cows are doing great uh, my cows are barking man that's all i got to say i don't know why my cows are barking they're supposed to move but they're barking um the last but not least uh, I'll, I'll save, well, no, I got two more, two more. Um, m- me and my boy were doing something and it was strenuous and it had to do with pulling or twisting or something like that. And my son's really into it. It's me and him. And whenever it's just me and him, he changes into a norm, another type of kid, I almost a normal kid <laughs> into another kind of kid. He gets real serious and he talks a lot and it's, it's always, um, You could just tell he feels very close to me and like we're doing boy stuff, which we don't do very often because I don't do very much boy stuff. Um, But at this point, he's about to grab a hold of something and twist it with me or pick it up or move it or something. And he does this thing. He looks at his palms and he spits in both of them (laughs) like they do on the cartoons, you know, and uh, and then he grabs a hold of something and tries to pull it and his hands quickly slip right off. And he just looks at his hands again. He's like, Ooh, I I don't know why they do that. And I know exactly what he's talking about. He's talking about on the movies and the TVs and the cartoons and all that. They spit in their hands, they grab the rope and they pull it. Right. (laughs) I never actually thought to do that as a kid, but my son, sure enough, did. He spit in his hands. He reached and grabbed. It, it provided no traction. It just lubricated what he was trying to do. Totally screwed it up. So, yeah, there's, there's your GOK moment for the day is uh, don't spit in your hands. It's gross, as my son found out. And two, it's counterproductive. It doesn't work. So don't spit in your hands, people. Um, I'm trying to think of an an instance where spitting your hands might be good. And I honestly can't think of one. The first one came to mind is what if you need to wash your hands? Well, first of all, your spit's gross. Secondly, it's sticky. Third, I don't know how much you would actually have to generate to actually clean anything. I mean, you would have to literally be a faucet mouth to where when you open your mouth, spit just, just falls like a little waterfall out of your mouth. And I generate a lot of spit. I was healed years ago by Jesus and my mouth produces a ton of spit. Even I can can lean over, open my mouth, and water will literally uh drip out almost at a constant rate, but it's not still not enough to wash my hands in my own uh in my own mouth uh slime. So uh that that's probably out of the question. Um yeah, there's no time spitting in your hand is a good idea. So please. Please just avoid it. Okay. All right. Um, My last weekly update is pretty gross. So I've been carving my next my project of, of right now, and I don't know if I'll continue it or not, and you'll see why in a second. My car my my project has been carving my very own Buzz Lightyear marionette. Okay, I've done a clock, I've done a nutcracker, and I really want to do a marionette. Marionettes freak me out, but. They're awfully cool, especially the hand-carved concepts. So I'm hand-carving uh, a, a, a buzz marionette. I I got a bandsaw. I cut out, uh, cut off a lot of the excess wood in two dimensions, so it's roughly the right shape. And I'm carving it down with my razor sharp uh, cutting I- implements. And s- a, a total noob move. I had my finger in the path. And I'm sure there's a path of something that it's called, but I don't know what it's called. All I know is I had my finger sticking out, and I was cutting, and then it gave and my think my i've done this a hundred times before where I've nicked something or whatever, but this one time, my knife went right into and through the pad of my finger. Now, to my credit, <laughs> I didn't cut the surface of my left index finger completely off um but it did go pretty deep and it went really quick and it started bleeding immediately not not this little pause oh i cut myself and then eventually starts bleeding it i got it good and it's really gross and it's making me lightheaded just thinking about it because i cut a long line um i cut a layer off a hinged layer kind of like nearly headless nick except on my finger uh and it was a little more than a nick So um, I had to cover it up, and I, I really, honestly, did not want to go to the emergency room. But you know, you look at some things, and you're like, okay, this is this is serious. But I really hoped, with all of my heart, that I would be able to seal it up, and it would quit bleeding, and I could go on about my day with just a band aid or a bandage or something like that. Long story short, I kept in Boy Scouts. I always heard that when you have something with blood on it and it soaks through whatever you have it on, you know, whatever you have pressed down on it, um, that you're supposed to put more on it, you know, instead of taking it off and putting a new bandage on. And so, um, this is the first time in my life that I applied pressure and I lifted it above my heart a little bit and three or four layers of paper towel, it had bled through. And so I kept adding stuff and I realized, um, that I was going to need to go to the emergency room. I'm still in denial. Didn't want to go. Didn't want to deal with it. Didn't want to do any of that kind of stuff. But my sister-in-law was in town. She's a nurse. She had me open it up and she looked at it. She's like, yeah. I mean, instantly she's like, yeah, you need to go to the emergency room. So we did. I had it stitched up. And here's the worst part. Okay. I'm saving you tons and tons of hours that I had to spend waiting for them to come and stitch this thing up. But um, when the lady finally comes in, and she has this stuff the, the numbing stuff lidocaine i guess it's called she stabbed me in the um both sides of the base of my finger so in her to her credit she tried to do me very well meaning for most folks i'm sure that piercing you on the bottom ends of your of your pointer finger would numb the whole thing it only numbed me up to my first knuckle And I'm like, oh, well, she'll probably logically pierce me at the first knuckle and that will get the rest of the finger. No, she quickly tells me, um, you know, in in spite of all the pain and the blood that's coming out of me and all this stuff, she says, we're going to have to pierce you right in, in the cut, in the wound, in the freaking wound. And that's when I kind of lost my brain for a little while, um, I couldn't get it out of my head that she was going to have to stick it right in the most painful part of my body right there. Cause it hurt to begin with. Okay. It hurt. And then she said, yeah, I'm going to stick it here. And then I'm going to go in there. I'm like, Oh, couldn't you stick me there? And then wait, you know, I, I I didn't, I didn't say any of these things, but I, uh, my mind is racing and I'm, I realized right there that this was going to change my entire life. And I even said that out loud. I said, something like this can will change. It's going to change my entire life. <laughs> and I know that sounded weird from the outside. Cause she's like, no, it'll just, I'm, I'm like, no, it will. I will remember what's about to happen for the rest of my life. She says, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you will, but it's a lot better than stitching you without, you know, um, without this and <laughs> without the numbing. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's just a terrible idea. And I realize now, thinking back, that she had every right to get offended about that because she kind of did. She's like, well, like I said, it's better than, you know, it's, it's, I said, no, 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 no. You misunderstand me. I, I understand it's necessary, but this is, we have to admit, a terrible idea. And, and I don't want to give the impression that I had my radio voice on for that. I didn't. I had the, I'm suffering, this is going to hurt, this is going to change my entire life voice on, which was something like this. It sounded a lot like that, okay? This is going to change my entire life. And I I wasn't crybaby-ish until it happened. Okay, she stuck me in the side of the finger first. That hurt. Okay. But then she goes up. I had my eyes turned away, everything. My wife had her face down. She's holding on to my hand, and it hurt so bad when they stuck that thing in my cot that I kicked and I squirmed like a three year old. I kept my hands still, so I still had adult control. I did not fight her. I did not yell at her. I didn't even think of bad words, much less say them. But man, it hurts so bad. And and, and as as it's happening, there's a part of my brain, there always is, that just sits back in a lounge chair and observes everything. Most of my brain's in it. But there's this one little part that's just chilling, sitting back, observing from a third person perspective, so to speak. And it's going, yep, this is changing my whole life right now. (laughs) This is it. And eventually it was over. And uh, it was numb, finally, and I just felt some tugging and, and you know, that was it. No pain. They stitched this bad boy up. And when I looked down, uh, gross warning, by the way, there had been so much blood that had come out of my finger that it wasn't just soaked into the little blue uh, napkin thing they had put down underneath me to cover the table. It, there was a pool. it was a small but but legitimate pool of blood that was above the, like, so it absorbed everything that it could. And the the excess was just kind of layered on top of it. And I took a picture of it. So pretty gross. If if you're a GOK listener, (laughs) and you would like a photo of the stitches of my finger, it's really gross because I still haven't wet it. It's still got congealed blood all over it underneath the bandage because I can't I can't look at it. I can't mess with it right now. Um, but I did take a picture and I have a picture of the congealed uh, blood layer. Um, if you if you like such things and you just want to be all up in my business, you can message me on Facebook uh, if you're my friend. And if you're not friend me um, or you can email me directly at James at NLCest dot com and I will send it to you. <laughs> and then you can be completely grossed out with me. It will be great. Ah, okay. So that's, that's it. That's all my weekly updates. I hope you enjoyed all that. Um, I can't imagine why you would, but if you're listening, you love that kind of stuff. So there you go. Excuse me for a minute. Stinking allergies and sinus issues. Blah. So now to answer the question, why am I not podcasting? Um, I had a couple other things I wanted to talk about but we're going to hit those we're going to hit those at a at a future time. Today we're talking about why I am not podcasting. Um it's been almost a year again and I say again because I've done this before where I was podcasting going strong and took over a year break and then came back. I think this is the second time that that has happened. And I want to say I'm I'm ashamed first of all, I hate that I'm not podcasting. I really, really do. Um, It just came a point where suddenly, I mean, even though things were going strong and everything was great and numbers were picking up and everybody, I love the community. I, I hate that I'm not able to interact on a regular basis with everybody. It just came to a point in my journey with depression and bipolar too, that I couldn't perform anymore. I could not do the performance. Now, I don't know if that has to do with my former job in ministry where, you know, a certain part of what I was doing at the time was performance, meaning I had to always seem like I was on top of the world and everything was great. Um, I don't know if it was partially because of uh, the other performance side where you're up in front of a bunch of kids as a children's pastor and you have to... Um, I mean, you're doing a legitimate ministry, but there's also the entertainment side of it where you have to keep kids attention. You have to sing, you have to do puppets, you have to do object lessons. And, and I just kind of associated with all of that. I don't know if it was just simply a byproduct of some new medication that I was taking, but suddenly I could not perform. And I not only shut down my podcasting, um, which was my only source of income by the way, and I was doing really well at the time. Um, not insane, but it was enough to be able to improve the show to pay for everything and to even be able to afford, uh, craft materials. Um, you know, a couple of tools, things like that, just stuff to help enhance what I was doing without having to take money away from my family to do it, you know, and I could buy Buzz Lightyear stuff. Um, so not only did I quit podcasting, I also quit uh doing artwork over at drawyoupicture.com. And I make a minimum of a hundred dollars every time I do a pot, a podcast, a logo for someone, which is insanely cheap. I mean, you try to go anywhere else and get a logo for less than you know two or three hundred dollars, especially for the quality of service that I provided on that website. <sighs> So, you know, even on a very selfish level, it should have been in my best interest to keep podcasting and keep doing artwork and keep performing because I was making, you know, I was, I was making money, but I still couldn't do it. I, I, mean, I hope that proves that that's not my motivation anyway. It's just a nice side effect of, of doing what I do. So as much as I loved, Podcasting and doing artwork for folks um in that order, I simply came to a point where I couldn't do it anymore and And the reason I want to tell you about this is because I would imagine from the outside in. You know, if my podcaster friend stops podcasting, it must be because he's depressed. He's upset. He's hurting. And I need to worry about him. And folks did, man. They emailed me and and wrote in and all these different kinds of things. And uh, I I had to tell them, no, actually, I'm doing better than I've done in years. And, and that's the update, I guess, of this whole thing is I am. I, yeah, I've had some up and downs. Um, I've had some manic episodes. I've had some depressive episodes. It's part of the thing, but overall I am doing better than I've done in years ever. I mean, just since this thing started, I'm more even, um, there's still problems and things that are keeping me from being 100%, uh, most of which being that in the past where I felt like my physical body was great and I was just screwed up because of my brain. Lately it's been more physical problems that are associated with my condition and my meds that I've been we've been trying to mess with them and try to get to where I'm not tired all the time or I'm not physically enabled to be energetic, I guess. And it mostly has to do with feeling over medicated, things like that. We're we're in the process of changing, like I said, a lot of the medications. And so I've had you know, allergic reactions and there's been setbacks and new medicines. And I'm on some stuff now that we're ramping up so slowly that it wasn't doing any good for a while. And I was just miserable and lumpy and all this kind of stuff. Um, hopefully it'll work. Hopefully it'll be great and things will be fine. But other than, you know, lithium making my handshake and causing me to lose my words I'm not on it anymore. Uh, But other than setbacks like that, I've been doing really well overall, but still unable to sit down and do the podcast thing. And during the bad times, it, it really eats my lunch that I'm not doing that because there was a time where I would have given up everything to be able to sit down all day and talk into a microphone. And now I'm in a position right now however, temporarily to to do that. And I'm not able to, other than this, other than what I'm doing right now, because there's no pressure on this. I don't have to do this. I can, I don't have a schedule. I just sit down and record whenever I want to. So it's not, you know, that I'm depressed. It's not that things are horrible. Things are actually great. I just simply have this issue right now with performing. I, even in my church that I go to, uh, well, my micro church, I call it, um, Novation here in St. Louis. I haven't pr- even so much as prayed um, in public because of all that. I just can't do it, you know? It's not a matter of if I set my mind to it, I'll be able to – it's just a mental block maybe. I don't know. But right now, I'm just not a performer. And I hope – i you know I hope you understand that I hope you can uh maybe even relate to it, but there, you have to be in a certain place in a certain mood to be able to perform unless you're a professional you know, and they say the show must go on and you can do it no matter what i'm well i'm not I'm just a guy with a microphone and uh some experience in this in this world of podcasting um but i I will say this. I did preach once, and it was the medication that I was on before the stuff I'm on now, it, before the side effects kicked in and made it impossible for me to handle it, the medicine actually made me a tiny bit manic. Not not bad, not like I'm out buying cars and, you know, making stupid choices, but I was over at a friend's, and um, and he asked me if I would preach for him Sunday, and I was like, I considered it for a moment, and it didn't absolutely repulse me, and so I spoke. And uh, you can uh, listen to that podcast. Uh, I I think he made it into a podcast. It's on on YouTube. I'll I'll try to remember to put a link in the show notes if you want to hear it. It's called Under the Icing. It was a sermon that I did a few years ago, and I did it again, a little updated version of it. And it went over really well, and, you know, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Now, if you ask me to do that, no way. It's not possible. (laughs) But my hope is that sooner than later – I will be able to podcast. I thought I was going to be doing it very recently, um, but it turned out that the medicine made me manic, like I said. And, you know, I had emailed um, John and I was about to email Christian and I was going to tell that I had told John and was going to tell Christian, hey, let's do the show, man. I'm going to do that one. I'm going to launch another one. I'm going to reboot uh made my day and I told my former co not made my day uh movie beatdown and I had told my former co-host hey I'm I'm not gonna do it with you. We're gonna I'm gonna do it by myself because it's gonna be a way I'm gonna do it. And blah, blah. and my thinking was that I would be able to do movie beatdown with no co-host um, more often and easier and things like that. And now I look back and I'm like you just told a guy that you didn't want him on your show. And, oh, And It's terrible. It's a terrible thing to do. But when you're manic, you do stupid things sometimes. Um, thankfully for me, my things aren't irreversible and completely stupid. They're just slightly stupid. So uh, I do have the passion to podcast. It's just not on the surface, I guess, right now. So we can hold out hope that as my new meds ramp up, meaning I'm was taking 0.5 milligrams. Now I'm taking one milligram for a week. Then I'll take two milligrams. The goal is to be at three that hopefully I will have my natural normal drive. And I guess that's it. I don't have my drive. Don't have the drive that is normal for me. Um, When I do have my drive, I, I do normal things. And what's normal for me is creating. That's what I do. I am a creator. I do things. I make buzz Lightyear, nutcrackers for no reason whatsoever. But in my natural state, I make things and that's what I want to do again. And, uh, so hopefully you'll hang out and give me feedback and be there. Uh, when, when things do turn around, I feel like it's right around the corner. I really do. It may not be this set of meds. Um, if this one starts making me wonky, I'll have to try something else and it'll be another month of ramping up and seeing if it's going to work or not. Cause typically way these things go is I feel great for a while. I feel awesome. And then I start feeling super awesome and I don't want to say anything because super awesome feels really, really good for a while. And I get a lot of things done and, um, and I feel like oh this maybe maybe this is going to be the new me and I'm you know cuz this is really kind of the way I used to be before depression and all this stuff and then and then the side effects start kicking in and what are the side effects you might ask in the past it's been things like rashes um it's on my legs of all things um the inability to keep my arms up to hold things like even straight out in front of me um just feels like I've been hanging sheetrock all day uh this last Mode or last uh, round that that started overstimulating me. Um, it makes me very overstimulated. I can't handle being around. Uh, I, I talk too much. I'm a little too crazy. Um, I can't handle being around people talking too much or being a little bit crazy. <laughs> uh, my legs were restless all night. I wasn't sleeping. I was up at you know I was down at three in the morning. Up at five, you know, just being really, really awesome. You know, hanging out with my kids in the morning, eating breakfast with them, taking them to school, you know, doing all the things that you do, Um, just an extreme version of all of those things. And that's not me. That's not maintainable. And so I had, oh, oh, oh. And then the creme de la creme, I guess as they say, uh, was suddenly my eyes started becoming very sensitive to light to the point that I had to wear sunglasses in the house And that felt weird. I didn't realize it was even sensitivity to light. Um, I went to go look in the mirror and I expected to see my eyes dilated. You know, maybe that's why the light was coming in. But no, they were constricted. My body literally believed my brain when it said, hey, your eyes are taking in too much light. Um, I don't know how that works exactly because if they were constricted, it seems like less light would come in. But I still had to wear sunglasses in the house. It just shows you you know, this, this medicine stuff really does work. It just doesn't always work for me, you know, but it is, it is altering the way your brain perceives things. And some people might see that as a negative. I don't I actually see it as a positive. It proves to me that first of all, the medicine does work. It does change things in your, uh, the chemical balance in your brain. Um, it just may not change it in the way that works for you. It also proves to me that it's not a spiritual issue because if it were a spiritual issue, the medicine would not change anything. You know, um, if, if you're grieved in your spirit, so to speak, there's no medicine that's going to fix that. And, uh, so I, I like that. It's not a spiritual issue in this case anyway, because I can do something about it and I've already tried everything else you know spiritually speaking and it didn't help didn't change anything it's just like a cold a cold is not a spiritual issue you have to wait it out you have to j- eat some chicken soup and you have to wait for it to pass nothing you do spiritually is going to change that um and and the you know the, the same is said for depression i think there are some depressions that are spiritually based I'm not talking about those i think some of them are situationally based and i'm not talking about those i'm talking about when your brain is just jacked up for no reason other than genetics or what have you so anyway that's that's why i'm not podcasting i can't perform right now um but i i am very grateful to this particular outlet you know the gok and I'm grateful uh, for all of you who listen and all of you who sent in emails just since the last episode. I think it's been seven days since my last uh, audio journal. And I would like to, since there were just enough of you that, that responded, I'd like to read all of those. Every single one of them. So here's the first one. It was written, I think, the same day <laughs> or the day after I, submi- I submitted the episode. This is from Donna. Donna says, hi, James. I don't have any suggestions for renaming your podcast, but I wanted to let you know it's been great to hear your voice again. I emailed you once before, shortly after you started Made My Day, to share a little of my depression story, even though you said you were done last year. I've kept almost all of your podcasts in my feed on the off chance that you would decide to put something out again, and I'm so glad I did. I understand how hard it can be to commit to something and to feel yeah, people are counting on you when you're fighting depression. Sometimes it's too much to ask. It's not fair for anyone to put that pressure on you, especially since you don't know most of your listeners and certainly don't owe us anything. See, I love that understanding. It's great. That being said, I'm sure I'm not alone when I say that I'll be here whenever you put out podcasts, whether it's weekly or annually. Wink. <laughs> Appreciate that too. I'm glad to hear that the family is doing well and that Jen is doing is getting a better job, and I am too. Uh, two months notice, though, really. Well, she got it down to six weeks, so that's better than eight weeks. I can't believe that the little podcast kid is in sixth grade. My son is about to finish third, like your son, so I guess that makes sense. That's um, that's the first of your shows that I listened to, and my fascination with all of the Kinnison podcast grew from there. Thank you for the update. Uh, You crossed my mind more than you might imagine, and I wonder how you are. It seems strange, but you've been so real and honest with your story. I feel like I know you. I pray that you continue to win your daily battle and not only survive, but live. Sincerely, Donna. And Donna, I appreciate that. One of the reasons I'm going to read these on the podcast and respond to them is because I, for some reason, performance-based, whatever, um, I haven't been able to reply to them in text. And so it's so much easier to share um, what each email means to me in person. So here we go. (laughs) Thank you, Donna, for writing. I know when I write people that I think are famous or, um, you know, that I respect, I always feel like maybe possibly that they are not going to read it or they're not going to appreciate it or that I have to put things out in a certain way. Um, So I don't know how much of that is the case with you, but I just want to say that you're email matters. And it it was the first one by the way, and it helps. And it's nice to know that there's somebody out there that gets it because you record things, you put things out and you don't know if it's really going to touch anybody, connect with anybody. And when you hear, um, when I hear that something I've said hits home and, and the response proves that it did connect and that it makes sense. It makes me feel more sane. Does that make sense? When somebody else understands what I said, I realize I'm not as crazy as I feel like I am sometimes, or that there's at least somebody out there that gets it. Okay. Maybe I am as crazy and maybe you are too. And, but at least we've connected on that level. So thank you so much for, um, for sending that in. And, and I appreciate it and I'm glad that you're listening and I'm glad you have a son. And I appreciate the fact that you said, um, to not only survive, but live because surviving is a, is a miserable place to be and it is important. It is important to survive, but it's even more important to outlive, um, whatever crap we're going through to, to, uh, maybe not thrive, but to have, uh, outlived it. Meaning it's dead and we're still here instead of the other way around. So thank you, Donna. I appreciate it. And I hope you don't mind me reading your stuff out loud on, on the podcast. This is from Sam It's Sam's my second email. She sent it uh, nine days ago. I can't tell you how excited I was to see something new from you this evening. I found your podcast very shortly after you stopped for the while. I listened to NL cast twice through in less than six months. You helped me through quite a few things, making me laugh when nothing else was. And for that, I am highly appreciative. I've been going through some of the same problems in the last couple of weeks. And your new episode was a nice bright spot in my day. Smiley. Um, All that being said, I right off thought of the, of two good names to replace the gospel of Kennison. And you guys will remember I was asking folks for suggestions to replace gospel of Kennison because it just seems a little presumptuous. Back when we were doing nobody's listening and GOK was a thing that we said, it seemed lighthearted and funny. But for new folks, me presenting life as if I have my own gospel, it just seemed a little much. So I asked for help. And and she everybody had great suggestions, by the way. Um the JK podcast. Um she said that could double for just kidding, you know, and that's good. Uh the second suggestion was the infinity podcast where James talks about an infinite number of things. And I love that. I had a lot of infinite infinity um kind of suggestions. And that really got me thinking about my, um, passion for Buzz Lightyear, the character (laughs) and his visage. And, uh, it ultimately shaped what I did change the name to, which was GOK. Um, which is what I called it anyway, (laughs) but I'll, I'll explain that in just a bit. So she says, anyway, thanks for what you do. I'm praying for you and yours, Sam. And it says, and I'm a girl. And I appreciate that because, you know, cast listeners, that story share listeners will realize that I sometimes falsely attribute, um, attribute the wrong gender to people that I'm reading. <laughs> so I don't know. But at least with Sam, I would have been uh, – I, it would have been easy for me to have have uh, messed that up but no sam the one thing that uh came through this email for me um was first of all i appreciate how you and and other listeners listen through uh nobody's listening slash that story show from the beginning it drives it, it it drives me crazy it it makes me it makes me scratch my head that folks would do that i've always Been appreciative of that because I've listened to many podcasts. I've never felt like I needed to go from episode one and and just listen through them all the way through. But it just really goes to show to me how timeless, you know, telling stories is, you know, a story is always funny, no matter when you tell it. And, uh, I guess that's part of it. Um, but, but more than anything, it really, I just go through the the mentality. Okay. You find a new podcast. You apparently are going to listen to the most recent one first and you like it enough so much. In fact, that you're going to go back all the way to the beginning and start from 10 years ago. Now we don't have 10 years of podcasts cause I didn't podcast steady through the whole thing, but it's been 10 years. 2006, uh, is when we started a month before 2017. And, um, That, that just blows my mind. It always has, and it always will. I also love the fact you said you helped me through quite a few things, making me laugh when nothing else was. Um, that is not the first time I've heard that. And people have, um, responded and emailed me when they've gone through cancer, when they've been unable to sleep, when they've been dealing with depression, and it really helps them to listen to the show. And when I started the show back in the day, The idea was we were just going to share funny life stories and invite other people to do the same. I never for a moment uh, imagined that some sort of pseudo-ministry would have been accomplished, that people would have seen it as therapy. But the Bible does say, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So it makes sense that if something was coming through into your ear holes that was making you laugh, that was lifting your spirits, that it would do you good. Um, But people have. People have come— to faith through the show. People have had babies <laughs> and gotten married due to the show. But um, I appreciate it. It's very awesome that you're out there and I appreciate it, Sam. So thanks for that email. All right. So <clears throat> uh the next one is from uh Michael. He says, I suck at creating titles, but I'm still listening. <laughs> and that was it. And I appreciate it because I did ask people if you're listening to respond. And that's exactly what he did. So, Mike, thank you so much. I did respond to his because all I had to say was, thanks, man. <laughs> uh, it says it's the reason why I couldn't respond to people is because I didn't feel like I could do it justice through email. So I hope each of you will hear this audio and realize that that's why I had to do it the way I did it. Um, this is from I- Ica or Ica. Okay a uh, pretty unique first name and I like it and I'm sure I butchered it. Hi James. I recently saw that you had new episodes on GOK and I did listen to them. I appreciate them. And I just wanted to let you know, I got to know through no, I got to know you through nobody's listening. Then geek loves nerd. And I've listened to most of your other podcasts. I love hearing about your family and I've appreciated hearing about your struggle with depression. Thanks for the updates. I hope you're doing well and and uh I appreciate that very 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 much i I appreciate that you listen to all the shows. I appreciate that you care and um and that somebody out there picks up what I'm putting down you know um and I'm glad you listened and i'm uh <laughs> I appreciate that there are people out there that I look at your profile pictures and I see who you are, and it just helps me know you're a real person you have family, you have job you have the you have time that you spend downloading and listening to the stuff that I put out. And that means the world that you have a real life. You're a real person. You're not just some random email address and you pay attention. You listen and you bless me by being blessed by what I do, which blows my mind again. So thank you. Ika, Ika, Isa. I'm not sure. Tell me how you pronounce your name so I don't butcher it next time. That would be awesome. So, David writes, long time listener, first time writing you. So, thank you for that. Oh, you asked who was listening to your podcast, and I did. I listen. I've been listening to almost, uh, I've li- been listening from almost the start of Nobody's Listening and much of what you produced. I drive a truck, and it's been entertaining to listen to you over the years. A couple of weeks ago, I was replacing a defective iPhone and reloading my podcast, and I saw the feed for your podcast and thought about you. I was wondering how you were doing knowing that podcasting was such a big part of your life. I was just curious. So, um, it was surprising within that week that the GOK was brought back to life. Glad life is better for you. These days, continued goodness and health, health to you and your family. Dave podcast name ideas. James's podcast to infinity. Love that. And falling with style, which is also amazing. (laughs) I love it. Um, but I, I, I appreciate that he understands that podcasting was a huge part of my life. And actually, it was this email that helped solidify what I wanted to talk about this week and explain why I quit podcasting. It's not that life got bad. It's just that suddenly I was unable to perform. And I really can't tell you why. That's, that's the stinky part of this topic is I don't know why. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't be more than what I was at the time. Um, so hopefully your curiosity has been satiated and David, I'm not going to spend a ton of time responding specifically to your email because I, in my mind, the whole topic did just that. And I appreciate you listening. And I think that's everybody. Let me make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. All right. Well, guys, that's it for this episode. Um, please email me, contact me. Here's, oh, here's a couple of things I want you to do. Okay. First of all, if you've never emailed me and you've been listening for years and years like Dave did, um, email me this time, do it. Just email me james at nlcast.com. I think you can, if you're on an iPhone, I think you can type in that email address into your text, uh, window as an address and text me an email. I think that's possible. So do that. Just say, hi, Hey, I'm out here. I was listening. Whatever, let's connect. Second way you can do that is if you go to Facebook and type in NLCast Community, or yeah, yeah, NLCast com, NLCast Network Community. Okay, NLCast Network Community. If you type that in uh, to your browser, you're going to end up, or or look it up on your Facebook, search it. Um, you're going to find the Facebook in Elcast network community and it is a m- amazing place okay people that are just like us connecting together sharing photos sharing concepts sharing ideas sharing uh jokes asking questions about your favorite animated show it is a great place for people to to connect with each other and to chat and to talk and it's where i share almost everything that i've ever done both creatively podcastingly family you know whatever, but it's a great place for you to connect. So go there and um, submit a, a request to join. I approve everybody that's not, you know, trying to sell something. So uh, do that. Lastly, I want to just put this out there in a very lighthearted way Patreon is a great way for people to support content that they appreciate. And um, since this is the only podcast I'm doing, and since I want uh, to give you a chance to support it in a, in a slightly uh, tangible way, I set up a Patreon account for GOK. Patreon.com slash GOK uh, will give you an opportunity to um, sign up to uh, give a, a little bit of money every time I put out one of these episodes. So uh, do that if you can. If you can't, no big deal. Uh, the baseline gift is a dollar an episode. I believe you can plug in any amount you want. So a quarter, 50 cents, you know, whatever. Don't go crazy. I know some of you are like, oh, I'll get $5. And then, and then they end up pulling it completely later on. Uh, but go over there to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash G-O-K. And if you can, um, it would be awesome for you to support the show. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. So... um, Thank you much, and uh, we'll see you guys next time right here on GOK. Oh, 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 one more thing, one more tiny thing. I said I would tell you why the Infinity thing, um, all the suggestions that came in that had to do with Buzz Lightyear, um, why that was um, important, and even though I didn't change the name Hardcore, how it came to influence it. If you go to patreon.com slash uh, GOK, you will see a new logo that I put together for the, um, for the new name for the show, GOK. I ended up using the space ranger cause it got me thinking about how I need to incorporate my passion for Buzz Lightyear and my collectiveness about him. Cause that makes sense. Um, into what I do, especially my personal audio journal. So I took the shoulder logo, the Space Ranger SR with the rocket ship in the middle, and I turned it into G, and then the rocket ship became the O and a K, and that became the new logo. So check it out at patreon.com GOK. Consider it your first perk for um, becoming a patriot, <laughs> patriot, patron, and uh, it's in there. Now GOK's logo is not Bible-based, <laughs> doesn't look like a Bible like I did the original one, um, and it doesn't try to look hipsterish like my second incarnation. It is strictly a fun, um, Buzz your influenced thing. So thank you so much for your suggestions. They did matter, even though I didn't end up changing the name Hardcore or using one of your suggestions directly. So we will see you guys next time. And uh, remember, you can find this show... And all, a lot of the archive personal type shows like uh, Geek Loves Nerd and Help, I'm a Children's Pastor right there on JamesKennison.com. Um, recently, I posted something about an Easter basket that I made, and uh, I'd love for you to go check that out. So anyway, email me, James inocast.com. We'll see you guys next time right here on GOK.